Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Our inner disquiet, our our turmoil, the places that aren't healed or healing, that imbalance often reflects back to us, not just in the way we see the world, our experience of the outer world, but sometimes in what we create in our outer world. Tracy Nicole Smith is my guest today, and she's here to share some spiritual principles and some wisdom to help us navigate our darkness and to live with more clarity and freedom. Are you ready to meet her? Dr. Tracy Nicole Smith is a former public school ed teacher, instructional coach, and director of special education who's transformed families' lives for more than 20 years through her educational expertise and intuitive wisdom. In 2019, she formed the Educational Epistolary LLC, a consultancy that specializes in navigating public education through a spiritual lens. Tracy created her spiritual consulting business to help others learn how to identify triggers, balance energy, and elevate their vibrations. Tracy's from New Orleans, a city that's known for its school reforms in public education, but is plagued with lots of issues. You can find out more about Tracy and her work at tracynicolesmith.com. Tracy, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm so happy to be here today. How is it or was it for you that you first became aware of the way in which your inner issues or imbalances, the healing places, were affecting the outer world? That's a great question. I think that when I started working in the workforce, there is a different connection you have with coworkers than you have with family. And we know that family can trigger you and sometimes they can bring out the worst in you. Of course, they're the supportive structure in your life that's always there for you. But what ended up happening was I started in the public school system and I started working, going to different jobs based on promotion or changing schools. And everything that I changed on the outside, on the inside, I still felt the same. It's almost like I had an emotional sunburn that was being re-injured over and over again in my new sunshiny workplace. And eventually that cloud just came and covered me. And so I really had to face that the possibility that I'm participating in this, that something inside of me is bringing all this darkness. So that's really how it happened. It's like I kept changing things. You know how when people want change, sometimes they change their hair color or they buy new clothes. I just kept changing jobs and getting promotions and thinking that the inner turmoil that I was feeling was going to go away. And it didn't. And did it mean that the changes you made didn't last? I'm thinking of you working in the education system. Does it, did it mean that the changes didn't last or that they only kind of 
were effective on the surface. That's exactly it. They were effective on the surface. So it's kind of like thinking that the the wound is just a little tiny cut. So if you put the new Band-Aid on it, that it'll heal and it didn't heal. And so I kept making outside external changes, thinking that, okay, my expertise is needed here and now I'm going to have new coworkers and I won't have all of these triggers from these personalities that this person reminds me of my mom and this person reminds me of my dad and this person reminds me of my grandparents. So I kept making changes and as a result, my happiness never changed. It still was very volatile and I was very swayed by what was going on outside. So instead of being like the lighthouse where the water crashes on you and you're just that lighthouse standing there, it's like I'm the buoy that's like shaking back and forth in the water. And I just wanted to be the lighthouse. I didn't want to be the buoy. What did you do? How did you change that? Karen, it has been a really long process. First, you know, the first thing I did is traditional cognitive behavioral therapy, where I like to say it's not blaming anything from your childhood. It's looking at your perception of events that happen. So, of course, when I first I remember the first time I came out of therapy, I just started like attacking my family, like just so much anger. But as I got further into the process, I realized that everyone's doing the best that they can with what they have at the time that they're raising kids or the, t- the time of their life. So I did cognitive behavior therapy on and off for years. And that did work. And it really does help to frame what your triggers are. But also, I started having a spiritual awakening in my early 20s. And my best friend at the time, hers was super profound. And she kind of helped pull me into the spiritual world. And we started reading books and we started going on retreats and going, learning about our power animals. And it was very interesting, but unfortunately she passed away when we were in our early thirties. And so a lot of that, all of those practices, I didn't really carry forward, even though I spoke the speak, right? So I'm talking the talk, but I'm not really implementing in my life what I need to. So then I started doing energy healing. I learned about crystals. I started with affirmations, yoga, running, meditations. Right now I'm learning Qigong, um, using sacred prayers. I like to use your sacred prayers to really like bless either a relationship or the space that I'm in. So I did a meld between practices with traditional therapy and then also spiritual healing. Um, The last thing that I did for traditional therapy was two years ago. I did EMDR, which is eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. So it's basically like a form of psychotherapy, but it helps with PTSD. And I had some PTSD from my childhood and from the school system. And I really feel that that was like the final piece that I needed to be the lighthouse instead of being the buoy. And now as all those as all those pieces have come together, and I know you as someone who not just who doesn't just study and care deeply about 
our our souls and individuals, but also cares deeply about the kinds of institutions that we create, the kind of communities that we create, how we show up as like as citizens of the world. In your time in the school system, have you come to see that our um, I'm trying to be careful about how I choose my words. There's a way of thinking about all this where we, th- oh, no, I have bad thoughts or things that are not healed. And now I've messed up the outer world and it's my fault. And if the outer world is lousy, it's a punishment because shame on you. And I don't think it works like that. I do think that our, the lenses we look through are affected by the perspectives that we hold inside. So as someone who cares about institutions and communities, are, do you see ways in which our communities and our institutions reflect the kind of brokenness that we carry in the bigger sense, not just as individuals? Absolutely. And I like how you clarified that because I don't want anyone to think I caused this. When someone gets cancer and then people talk about how people psychosomaticize things, it is never helpful if you think, did anger cause this or did this cause that? I don't believe in that per se. I believe that it whatever happens to you is going to happen. It's your life path. It's what you ch- chose. It's what you signed up for so that you could learn lessons. So now you have the lessons. How are you now going to move forward in those lessons? So what do you need to do that, takes responsibility for your reactions and your feelings because we can't change the past, but we can change how we allow it to affect us. And so, I mean, auspiciously today with everything that's going on in the world right now, I see an anger in communities that's manifesting on a large level that's a result of some systematic failures of the public school system and community centers and things that are supposed to draw us together and be healthy and be healing, that they're really just mirrored projections of all of the unresolved feelings we have inside. And I think that sometimes when you see people very angry in schools and banks and post offices and grocery stores, and they're using that public forum to release their anger. They don't understand the connection that it's not about somebody cut in line at, um, at the post office in front of you, or you didn't get your child's report card. It's about something deeper. And I think that we are just in a time in the world where we have to stop looking out and look within and say, what can I do within myself to heal myself and the energy that I put in the world? I'm responsible for that energy. So if I'm putting anger into the collective consciousness, I'm responsible for that. If I'm putting joy into the collective consciousness, I'm you know, responsible for that energy. There was, you're making me think of a quote by Martine Shaw, who we were I was honored to have him on this program. It's been a couple of years ago now. Um, he wrote something right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I just, I have this quote over my desk and I was looking at it as you were talking to me. Here's the quote. He says, what needs to change? What kindness in me have I so abandoned that I could seek relationship with? And that way of looking at what kindness in me have I so abandoned 
that I could come back and seek relationship with, that to me is one of the key statements about how we can move through this time. As you said, that invitation to go deeper, to look inside, to and also maybe to come back to ourselves with kindness, with a feeling of meeting ourselves with compassion, that because what we do inside is reflected outside, that coming back to ourselves will help us come back to each other in the world. Absolutely. And I think that as a result of having to put emotional masks on, to put invisible shields up, to have defense mechanisms that we've you know, erected in our lives to protect ourselves, yes, you're protecting yourself from getting hurt, but you're also protecting yourself from the love you can receive. And so I think that people need to reshape that lens and realize that if you're not letting the bad in, you're probably also not letting the good in. And there's so much beauty in the world. And I think just going through COVID and the pandemic, I have just focused on the absolute amazing nature of human beings, the kindness, the compassion that I've seen. And I think people are starting to release that anger. So hopefully they can get back to feeling safe to allow kindness in, to give and receive, be in the flow of kindness and love and not be in the flow of anger or pain. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Tracy Nicole Smith about how our inner turmoil is then reflected in the outer world. You can find out more about Tracy and her work at tracynicolesmith.com. Here comes some spelling. Are you ready? T-R-A-C-I-N-I-C-O-L-E-S-M-I-T-H.com. tracynicolesmith.com. So Tracy, as we're focusing on on the good stuff. It doesn't mean that we're unable to see the not good stuff, right? I've always felt like focusing on the good actually sharpens our vision, our ability to see and to feel and to recognize the things that are not good. Absolutely. I think that a For a long time, I felt that advocacy was sharing in the anger and the parents' frustration and the teachers and the administrators in the school system that if I shared that anger with them, that was the best way to advocate. And now I realized that all that was doing was seeping into my own life and preventing me from my own joy. So I think it is important to recognize and acknowledge the sadness that is in the world, and then you have to release it. If you hold on to it, sadness, anger, that's all toxic. When you feel angry, the only person that you're hurting is yourself. When you feel joyful, you feel alive, you feel vibrant, you feel like you can do anything. And so I think avoiding pain is very toxic and you have to address the pain that's going on right now in the world. But sharing in that anger is not resolving the problem. Now, in your work with individuals and with institutions who are kind of coming to grips with these kinds of issues, what could you offer for listeners who are feeling adrift or feeling in turmoil or aren't quite sure 
how to navigate these difficult times. They might be feeling a lot of inner turmoil and just not have access to that joy. Honestly, when I hit rock bottom emotionally, life was really dark. And instead of trying to take a pill or drink or eat or exercise and escape it, I literally just gave myself permission to sit in the darkness, flick my little light on and say, okay, it's dark around here, but I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to move through these feelings. I'm going to allow myself to have this pain. I'm going to implement spiritual practices to help ground me, to help center me, but I'm not going to avoid it. The really awesome thing about going through COVID is that I went through Hurricane Katrina 15 years ago. So I know what it's like to have my life destroyed. I can honestly tell you 15 years later, I don't remember the new normal. It just feels normal. But I allowed myself at the time of Katrina to not be pathologically busy all the time and to really sort of face certain things. And that was another big trigger point for me. So now that I'm in COVID and the pandemic, I am holding space for people and I am, you know, speaking on this subject that if you just allow yourself to sit in the darkness, you don't have to be comfortable in it. And that is okay. Eventually the light will come and you will really benefit enormously and have an enormous expansion after the darkness is gone because I was able to win a scholarship for my PhD and many wonderful job opportunities happened after Katrina. I really expanded in every type of way and really was able to affect people on a larger level after the darkness passed. So I just say it's okay to sit in the darkness, but What kind of spiritual tools do you have? What are you doing to make it a little less, you know, uncomfortable? It's going to be uncomfortable, but if you're just sitting in the darkness and you're not really doing anything, you're not listening to music or meditation or doing yoga online, there's tons of free and inexpensive workshops going on online. You know, what are you doing to help yourself feel joy? Because, Feeling miserable only makes you miserable, and there's no honor in being miserable. And you don't get points for it. Um, I grew up in an environment where, you know, competitive suffering was kind of a thing, right? Where I take my misery and compare it to your misery, and you've got it worse than me, and I've got it worse than you. And I think the antidote to that is not to never be miserable, because there's a play. I mean, there are there are things to be miserable about, things to be angry about, darkness to see. But when it becomes kind of a competitive sport, I think we miss an opportunity to feel into what is there besides the misery, misery and what else? Right. Misery and light, misery and chance to change, misery and being uncomfortable. Right. Misery and what else is there? Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And I think that acknowledging it and moving through it is the only way that you're going to transmute it. If you avoid it and you try to move around it, 
all you're doing is putting off dealing with it. You're not solving any issues. And I definitely agree that you have to embody pain and joy, but there is no one upping people when it comes to suffering. I like the term competitive suffering because I think a lot of people do that. And I, you know, sometimes if someone says, well, how was your day? And if I answer to certain people, like I was really busy, then they're going to tell me all the reasons that their day was more busy or, and I, I'm not even saying it was bad. Busy sometimes isn't bad. There's no good or bad, but then other people have to like add those qualifiers. And I just can't engage in that because I was in the public school system for over two decades. And I can tell you that there is suffering on levels that people can't imagine. And I have found some of the most joyful people have been through unimaginable pain, but they have used their faith, their hope, their joy with little things, the little things that make them happy. And they've been able to build a life of happiness. So this is a good time to share with the listeners what they'll find on your website and what you're offering tools and practices that you can offer to help them on their own journey. So do that part, do the, like the, do the public relations part here. Oh, sure. Well, it's really interesting. I've never been a social media person and something intuitively called me to be on Twitter. So I'm on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at the Ed Epistolary. That's me, Tracy Nicole Smith. And I have met the most amazing, fabulous educators in the world. And Globally, we all share the same experiences and they are passionate and joyful and hopeful and proactive and optimistic and problem solving. So I have not had at all the experience that I imagined in my head, which also kind of lets me know that I have raised my vibration and that I am attracting in higher vibrational people that that's what they want to use social media for. They want to seek out joy. So as a result of this, I started my consulting company and offering services, a spiritual lens to families, educators, parents, anyone who wants to navigate the public school system or an issue, but they're the legal speak and the law speak they know all of that, but they're still kind of lost. So it's kind of like ex traditional medicine and then you go to Eastern. So I'm sort of like the, the Eastern side of the consulting. But mm -hmm. as a result of meeting all of these people, I am seeing that not just educators, I'm not just friends with educators, but people all over the world are waking up. They're saying, what is my purpose? I don't even know what I'm doing. I thought that I loved teaching. I thought that I loved being a reporter. I thought that I loved wellness and food blogs, but there's something missing in my life. So I decided to create affordable e-courses that will be coming out this summer to individuals who want to learn how to experience more joy in their inner world, despite what's transpiring in their outer world. 
And lastly, I started a blog called Turn the Light On Within, Live Purposely, Feel Passionately, and Align Authentically. So I'm just now launching all of this, and my hope is to help people navigate the school system because that is my forte. That is what I studied. That's what I got my terminal degree. That's what you call a PhD. It's a terminal degree. But because I have been on the spiritual journey for almost three decades, to be that voice and that guide, be that lighthouse for people that want the light in the darkness. So mm. that's essentially what my business has morphed into. And it's just really exciting because I really feel that I want to help people and I want to help them in a way that is realistic. I don't want them to think that anyone can manifest a billion dollars. I want to just be a little more authentic in what um, kind of guidance I give people as far as what kind of life that you can create and what kind of life you can have to have purpose and mm -hmm. meaning despite anything that's going on in the external world. Tracy, thank you so much for being on the program today and for sharing your light, for being that lighthouse, especially in such a difficult time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Life isn't always happening to you. It's happening for you. So it's not always perfect, but it's worth it. Life is beautiful. Oh, I love it. That is Tracy Nicole Smith. You can find out more about her and her work at TracyNicoleSmith.com. That's Tracy with an I, NicoleSmith.com. And you can follow her on Twitter where she's at the Ed Epistolary, T-H-E-E-D-E-P-I-S-T-O-L-A-R-Y, the Ed Epistolary. And of course, you can always find me at KarenHager.com. It's a great place for finding out about upcoming classes and events, find out what's coming up next on this radio program. You can also book a private intuitive session with me there if you are so inclined. Whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're going through, it is okay for you to stop and be present with it to hold yourself and to feel yourself held in loving, divine, supportive light. Thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.